It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to hour number two of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and uh, we continue to uh, watch the closing arguments uh, being delivered. Uh, at the Derek Chauvin murder trial of George Floyd. And uh, we expect uh, that uh, as those things wrap up and as it moves to the jury, that's going to lead to a lot of different conversations. And it's actually going to lead us uh, to where we always like to begin each hour of the program by looking at things just a little different. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So it is time to think again here at the top of the hour. And one of the things that I think we have to get rid of in this country, if we're going to solve any issue that actually matters, we have to solve the problem and the pandemic of rageism. Rage, inappropriate rage, selective rage, incredible outrage uh, is not advancing conversations about critical issues. It's easy to to have a rage fit, and you can do it from the convenience of your own home or your own digital device, and you can do it with anonymity if you like. You can target anybody that you like uh, with very few ramifications, and that is part of the problem. And so I want to go to a couple of examples from over the weekend and uh, historic examples Uh, of what that has become in our society. We have literally been conditioned to respond inappropriately to rage and to negative base emotions. And again, it happens from our social media. It happens from uh, national news outlets and a host of other places. And we all have to make sure that we're not part of the problem. Uh, But I want to go to a a couple of things. First, uh, Tucker, Tucker Carlson on Fox News uh, took a uh, swipe at uh, governor of the state of Utah uh, in a typically interesting and uninspiring rage. Race is an ugly subject. It's not resolvable. There's not much to say about it. It's just a fact. Obsessing over it gets you nowhere. But the left is obsessed with it, with tribalism, dividing people up into little groups based on what they look like, dehumanizing them, treating them not as individuals, but as members of a herd. It's disgusting. And yet suddenly it's the rule in corporate America, certainly in politics. And again, it's the currency of the left. You see it from Democrats all the time. What's shocking and really dispiriting is when you see it from Republicans. So there's Tucker Carlson going after it. And uh, Tucker has an ability to even do rage in a very low-key manner. Uh, You may not think he is inciting your rage uh, when often he is. Uh, I agree with Tucker on a few things, disagree with him on many, and uh, completely disagree with him in the use of rage as a rhetorical device uh, for ratings and for programming. 
and so here you had this issue uh, with the Utah Jazz, with the governor of the state of Utah, uh, all on things that we should all applaud uh, in terms of helping those in need. Uh, but instead, we have uh, a rage that gets perpetuated, and then it gets accelerated, and then you throw a little gasoline on it, uh, and then it uh, suddenly has gone viral, completely missing completely missing the conversation that we should be having. Uh, Maxine Waters, uh, Democratic representative, also knows about inciting rage. Uh, she said this over the weekend. We're looking for a guilty verdict. If nothing does not happen, then we know uh, that we've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. We've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they, they know that we mean business. So we have to get more confrontational. Uh, I don't think that's helpful. Uh, I think you can... You can even be passionate. Again, rage is not a, a just a passion thing. Uh, but confrontational, uh, that is. Uh, Ted Cruz uh, recently uh, took to the floor of the United States Senate, and he went to incite some rage against the Democratic Party this way. But in today's Democratic Party, there is a hierarchy of victims, and some victims trump other victims. This bill reflects the radical Democrats' war on women. The Democrats have made the decision that women are not high enough on the hierarchy of victims. So again, trying to incite this rage of dividing us into classes and segments and groups. Uh, Again, this is uh, this is not how we actually get to solutions. Uh, Chuck Schumer uh, chose to go to rage uh, when speaking about abortion rights at a rally on the steps of the Supreme Court of the United States. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. Again, that's Chuck Schumer uh, telling Supreme Court justices with lifetime appointments that they are going to pay the price. And again, all of this spans the left to the right of the political spectrum. But the question for each of us and the thing that we need to think again about, the question we need to stay with longer is, am I willing, am I willing to be conditioned with a Pavlovian response to rage and negative base emotions? We've talked about it before. How often do you get that lather, rinse, repeat shampoo bottle model in your email box where you are incited to rage? by whatever the political issue of the day is, by your favorite uh, politician or party. They get you angry. They get you frustrated. They get you all lathered up. And then they allow you to rinse that rage off with a nice $25 or $50 contribution to their campaign or to their political cause. And then they repeat it. And so think about that. We have been taught to respond inappropriately to rage. We have been conditioned to respond incorrectly to negative base emotions. And this is not about being without emotion, not at all. This is not about not having disagreements in terms of the future of the country, not at all. This is not about uh, just having big kumbaya moments, group hugs, and uh, you know, no, no debate, not at all. 
It's about doing it different. It's about doing it better. But rageism, rageism will prevent us from ever having the conversations that will get us to solutions that will make a difference in our communities and make a difference in our country. And we've seen that just escalating uh, year after year uh, as we've gone along. I, I think back to Keith Oberman uh, talking about uh, an Ohio County commissioner a few years ago who rejected some of President Obama's stimulus money on principle. And he responded uh, with this. Kilburn said, I'll let Warren County go broke before taking any of Obama's filthy money. I'm tired of paying for people who don't have. As Reagan said, government is not the answer, it's the problem. Uh, Commissioner Kilburn, Reagan's dead and he was a lousy president. And that was Keith Oberman's sign-off uh, on uh, his program that day. And again, it's, it was really an early stage of the kind of rage that we're now seeing just uncontrolled uh, in our country, on social media, and in so many other places. And so the thing that I want us to, to revisit and to, the question I want us to stay with longer today is how do we really divide that rage from the reason so we can have an elevated conversation and get to real solutions. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Stay with us when we come back. Alex Curie is going to join us talking about breakaway leagues, super leagues in Europe. Could they come to America? Stay with us on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.